everybody, this is Harriet Kamek, the host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, I want to talk to you about an issue that I think has become something of mention. I want to talk with you today about the issue of blood. Yes, we want to talk about it. Around our world today, we see so many things are changing. Just recently, the Queen has announced that Prince Charles's second wife, yeah, that person, will be known as the Queen Consort. And it just brings to mind how important blood is. The Queen can do that to her because she is the wife of the Queen's son. You see how important the blood connection is? So blood is important. And we see this all through scripture where we see how people are referenced in terms of who their father is whom they're connected to. If you pick up the Bible, especially in the book of Matthew chapter 1, it records the genealogy of Jesus Christ going 40 generations prior. So blood is important. Now, in recent times, you've heard people say that Christianity is too much a a religion of blood. But I just want to tell you something. I just want to ask you something. So without blood, are we human? We're human because we pass the interconnectedness on to the people whom we birth, the people who come from our loins. So of course, we become heirs and joint successors to the promises of Abraham by faith in Jesus Christ. How did that come about? Well, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. So I'm going to talk about that from the book of Mark chapter 5 verses 25 to 34 and in this particular scripture we're exploring the woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years and I know that's very familiar you've heard that horn ratted out and beaten up but we're going to look at it from a different perspective today amen amen but first I want to tell you a little bit about who we are if this is your first time watching down to earth you can find our programming across multiple platforms there are many uh, podcast uh, platforms that we are on throughout the world. We're known in 14, 14 countries at last count. You can also find our programming on YouTube as well as on this network. So thank you so much for your support. And we look forward to continue bringing you programming that is of uh, excellence in nature. We also run a shelter, a women's shelter for survivors of human trafficking. So for more information about what we do, you're welcome to visit my website, harrietcamock.com. And from there, you can find a link to the exodusfoundation.com and become a part of the movement to get women and to provide women an exodus for poverty and houselessness and lack of education and lack of job skills so that they can become empowered and benefit from the provisions of the society. Amen? Amen. But I want to get into the scripture today and talk with you a little bit more about the issue of blood and what does that mean. I've been studying the scriptures and I have been looking from Genesis to Revelation. There's a common theme there. And I have been reading the scriptures in order to gain some perspective and in order to be able to ratify within ourselves and contextualize our worship of Jesus Christ as the founder of the Christian faith, why we worship Jesus, and what is Jesus's role in comparison to the Father. You hear people talk about this, there are some places that preach Jesus only. In fact, I joined a church a few years ago and they did everything in Jesus. And I was a bit confused because I had never heard them talk about God the Father. 
And then they said, well, we call him Jesus. And I was like, no, there is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God the Son is in the manifestation of Jesus Christ. And I sounded like I was repeating verbatim what I had been taught. Isn't it so? So it, it you know, it kind of made me want to go think about it some more. And I said, all right, um, as long as we're still preaching Christ crucified, Jesus was raised from the dead, born of a virgin, then we're good. And they said, we're good too. We shook hands, I became ordained, and the rest is history. But in closer examination of the scriptures, I want to talk with you about Jesus's intersection with womanhood and how the intersectionality of the divine and woman and womanness and, and the womanhood, how that came about and how Jesus responded to women. Here is why. Because so often in our society today, we it's pre- the prevalence of violence against women, the constant barrage of attacks on women leaders. Women are leaders, not just in our homes, but we're also leaders in the community. We're leaders in the state, in the region. We're leaders in schools. We're leaders publicly. And the constant attack on our femininity is something that we have to bring some attention to. And they often reference it and put it in the perspective that somehow they think God hated women. I don't know how, because God kind of gave it up to Eve, didn't he? He let Eve be. He didn't punish her. He didn't, he just told her to go put, they put some clothes on, but he didn't banish her. He didn't put a red letter on her walking through the, the streets. That was all the traditions of men. So I want to bring this intersectionality of Jesus and the woman with the issue of blood, the issue of blood, and bring it all home so we can see it. So I'm going to read to you from Mark chapter 5, verses 25 to 34. Here we go. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. Say 12 years. I had an issue for 12 years. I was married in a very decrepit marriage for a long time. And this was, so that was my issue. A certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all she had. This is Mark chapter 5, the Bible. I'm reading from the Bible app on my iPad, the New King James Version, if you please. She had spent all she had, the Bible says in verse 26, and was no better, but grew worse. We're going to talk about that. How you go to the doctor and you come out with a pronouncement and you're still not better. When she heard about Jesus, the Bible says in verse 27 of Mark chapter 5, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Sometimes we just need a touch from the right person. Amen. And in verse 29, it continues immediately. The fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him because he's the divine in this context, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Listen to the arrogance of his disciples. You know what we call them, gatekeepers. Their job is to be the gatekeeper and be the buttress so that nobody gets to touch Jesus. But Jesus said, I come to touch the people. I'm here for the people. Why are you keeping the people away from me? So Jesus said, so the disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you are asking who touched me? But Jesus was on assignment because this is eternally recorded so that we women understand our role and that Jesus had a place for us. So here's the intersection. 
the intersection of womanhood and the divine. And Jesus looked around in verse 32 and said, Who had done this thing? But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told the truth. And he summed it up in verse 34 and said, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Father, in the name of Jesus, let us be hearers of the word and doers also. Let me decrease so that you might increase. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. And let there be peace upon those who hear this word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. This woman had an issue of blood for 12 years. The issue of blood. How divisive is blood? Right now, we're watching the world as the president of Russia decides to march across Europe. You recognize that there are people in Russia who are, what, descendants of Jews. They have relatives and cousins who live in Canada, the United States, and other parts of Europe. They're watching their blood relatives about to be annihilated because some guy decides that he wants an empire again. The issue of blood, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham also had a son with his concubine. Her name is Hagar. What's the son's name? Ishmael. Did you know that Ishmael means happy? Right? That was blood today. You have two different groups, two groups of people who are cousins. They're more, they're cousins, aren't they? Because they're brothers, two brothers' children. Ishmael and Isaac, the issue of blood. They're still fighting today. You don't believe me? Go to Israel. There's the Gaza Strip. Do I need to talk about Palestine here? I don't want to politicize it. But the issue of blood is the issue that is the problem in the Middle East. The problem in the Middle East has nothing to do with geopolitics. It has everything to do with the issue of blood. One group of people think that they're the heirs and joint successors. And another group of people think they should be because by blood, they're descendants of Abraham. And the rest of us are over here sitting here like this. In the name of Jesus, let there be peace. The issue of blood. Look at Jesus. See how God designed it? This was a grand design by God. God sat up in heaven and he said, you know what? I want to send somebody down there to redeem mankind and to show people how to live. But how am I going to do it? I can't just drop an angel out of the sky and the angel just manifest on the earth. People would think it's magic. So I'm going to create a lineage. And I'm going to make him become someone they can touch and see. So Jesus' lineage came straight out of Jesse. Have you ever read the scriptures? Remember what the Bible says? You remember how he described, how the Bible describes out of the root of Jesse. David is the son of Jesse. Go read Matthew chapter 1. There is the issue of blood. Blood is our connection. Listen, brothers and sisters. I come from the most dysfunctional family ever. I am the poster child of dysfunction in family. Am I a contributor to it? Yeah, because I won't talk to some of them because they've done me wrong and they've done some evil things and I just feel like I need to stay away. But do I think about them? You'd be surprised how much I find myself wondering if they're okay. 
You'd be surprised. So during the pandemic, I'm asking God to make sure they have provision. I kid you not. I don't pick up the phone to call them. But guess what is the problem? Say it. The issue of blood. Now look at me. I am just like Jesus. Jesus claims to be the son of God. That's what he said. But he was born to Mary and Joseph. And Joseph said, how could I call him son? And he didn't come out of me. He didn't come out of my root. He didn't come out of my loins. So Joseph was really Jesus's what? Stepfather. The issue of blood. So let us answer the question, where did Jesus come from? The Bible tells us where Jesus came from. Mary supernaturally conceived. Now, I know we've been taught that we can only have children if a man's sperm and a woman's egg get together. Yeah, that's why there's only one immaculate conception. It is what it is. The issue of blood. Jesus had to come like that to prove to the Jews that he's what? He is who he claims to be. The problem was the Jews have this configuration that God is so holy and so high above the earth that anybody claiming to be the son of God is blasphemous. But Jesus said, I'm going to show them by my works who I am. He raised Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus was a prominent man. When Lazarus was raised from the dead, the Jews knew that only the divine could raise the dead. Jairus' daughter was also what? Raised from the dead. So they knew that only the divine could do that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Formerly, the people, the, the Jews at that time, the way they showed their service to God was through sacrifices. Jesus came and cut that down and said, no more animal. The sacrifices of animals, the sacrifices of animals and their blood does not meet the requirement. I am going to lay my life down. Are you ready to do that? I look around my world today and I'm looking at people who call themselves parents and none of you all are laying your lives down for your children. Some of you all won't even get up and go to work. They're your blood, but they're in jail. They're sleeping in a grave because you wouldn't lay your life down, but they are your issue of blood. We need to start paying attention to the blood. We need to start paying attention to what we take in to our bodies that is in our blood. Have you gone in the bathroom behind people and you have to ask yourself, what are we eating? We don't eat right. We put all kinds of chemicals in our bodies. I'm not talking about the legal ones that they prescribe for diseases. I'm talking about young people just putting everything in their bodies. Yesterday, it struck me. I was at the mall. I came out of the mall and I'm walking to my car in the mall, y'all. And a group of young people were standing about three cars down. And I could smell the stuff they were smoking. Young people in the middle of the Saturday afternoon. And I had to say to myself, are they not responsible? Is nobody talking to them? Are they not listening? You put all that chemicals in your blood. You're going to have an issue in your blood in just a few. You're going to have an issue when you drive out and the cops pull you over and you smell of it. Now the parents get the call because that's their issue of their blood walking down the street. Are you hearing me, people? The 
issue of blood. I just told you my story. I come from the most dysfunctional family ever. I am the poster child of dysfunction. They have done everything. I just refuse to talk to them. But there is one thing I know and they know. You know what that is? If they fall into a pit, you know who they're going to call. They're going to call me. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run to it because it is the issue of blood. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to pay attention to the issue of blood. Our ancestors paid for the freedom and democracy of these United States with the issue of their blood. Let us not forget. I look around me today. It's Black History Month. And I'm looking around like, yeah, I don't see you all giving any obeisance. I don't see you all saying anything for the issue of blood that your ancestors fought and were hosed down. And this is the gratitude you give them by eating everything you can, by smoking everything you can, by huffing it up at every club. This is what you give them back for the issue of their blood. They fought against racism. They stood up to bigotry. They stood up to every wicked thing. And all you need to do is to walk into what they walk for. We're living lives they can only dream of. They have never seen the stuff that we have. Imagine then, they organized the whole movement without cell phones, without instant messaging, without Instagram, without, what's the other thing, Twitter. They organized the whole movement and marched and were hosed down because they believed they wanted a better tomorrow for the issue of their blood. And what is the answer we are giving them? By smoking, scamming, and doing everything but going, getting up and putting our shoulders to the wheel. Get up and get our stuff together. Let's pull ourselves together and bring back to our memory what is the issue of blood. Do I have a witness up in this house? The Bible says that this woman had an issue of blood for 12 years. 12 long years. She had to put up. Do you know what that is like? I'm a woman. I have had issues of blood. It comes every month. That's an issue. At that time of the month. Let me just put it into perspective. Oh, you don't want to be offended? Let me tell you what your mothers and sisters and wives and girlfriends and daughters have to live with. Maybe you'll take my word for it because you won't take theirs. Let me tell you what it is. We have to plan for that. We can't wear certain color garments. Do I have a witness? We can't go everywhere we want to go because you never know. And then when you get to a certain age and your hormones start acting out, then you have to take birth control to regulate it. So it comes regular. Do you understand? We have an issue of blood. This woman was bleeding. At least it's only seven days at the most. If it's more than that, you need to go to the doctor. Amen. She bled for 12 years. That means every day of her life for 12 years. By this time, she's anemic. By this time, she's corned according to the culture of the day and time she lived in. Everybody knew about it. So it was an issue. The issue of her blood was not just for herself. It was for everybody. Everybody in town knew. Because the Bible says she suffered many things from what? Many physicians. Did you read that part? She suffered many things from many physicians. So she was misdiagnosed. She was mistreated. And she kept bleeding and bleeding. So everywhere she went, she couldn't go out much. She had to wear black clothing. 
They didn't have tampons like we have today. This is why I can't understand why we are sitting down so much. I think we got too used to this because we just sit down and we don't understand what our ancestors had to go through. My grandmother and so on, and, and your grandmothers and their ancestors, they didn't have tampons. Ladies and gentlemen, let us get a grip. This woman suffered for 12 years with her issue of blood. She spent all she had. She had to wait for a man who by blood came out of the roots of Jesse, the promised savior, who came and had to create an intersection for us now to understand that we shouldn't look at women and say just because we have two boobs and we have reproductive systems, does that mean that we can't do anything? Just because we're feminine and we have, we make children and we're the carriers of humanity doesn't mean we can't run countries and we can't run continents and we can't run companies. Just because does not mean that my body is the playground of every guy and every woman who sees a man, every man who sees a woman, that means you run after her and chase her down. Sometimes we don't want to go there. Come on. She said, if only I may touch his clothes, then I shall be made well. Sometimes the issue of blood that we have, all the diseases. Did you know that Jesus took 39 stripes across his back? There are 39 known diseases to man. Every other one is a variable of one. Jesus took it all. He knew he was going to go to the cross. So he said, let me take this one on too. If you're a woman and you're hearing this and you have an issue of blood, it may not be 12 years. It may be just three months. You need to go to the doctor, but you need to take it to the great physician. The one who is and was and who is to come, take it to him in Jesus' name. She said that I, if only I may touch his clothes. And now look at the gatekeepers around Jesus. Their goal is to keep the people from getting healed. How many of you have tried to go near a preacher and you can't get to him because he has an entourage around him? That preacher does not understand that in keeping an entourage around him, he's robbing himself of the presence of God. So now he's open to anybody because the people, God speaks to him, go out and talk to the people, touch the people, read to the people, be with the people. That's who you are. The politicians have no problems touching anybody because they want the votes. What do you want, Mr. Preacher guy? What do you want, Miss Preacher, that you should just roll around and you should just have an entourage? Go deal with the people who have an issue of blood. The blood that connects us now is the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus came to save the people. He's showing right here he has no prejudice to women. He drew a line in the sand. He liberated women because he said when he spoke to her, who touched me? He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Have faith in the great physician, no matter what it is that you are going through. Have faith because Jesus came and he came to solve this issue of our blood. We, my brothers and sisters in these United States, we're all connected by the blood of Jesus Christ. Yes, the same blood that was washed, the same sermon our ancestors preached. We're all washed by the blood. Let us pray and ask God to help us as we navigate these times when it looks like there's a world war petering on the horizon. In the name of Jesus, let us pray that we get rid of the coronavirus. It is an issue of blood. All our conflicts stem from the issue of blood. Everywhere there is war, 
one nation rise up against another. That's an issue of blood. Ethnic groups fighting against one another. That's an issue of blood. Everywhere you turn, families disaffected, pulled apart. That's an issue of blood. It tells us right here that we need to be made whole and we need to accept the ministry of Jesus Christ. So why don't I pray with you for the next 30 seconds? Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you right now, for those who are listening and for those who are watching, give them the power of your grace. Give them grace and peace and comfort. Heal every person who asks for healing right now in the name of Jesus. Make provision for your people. And I ask right now in Jesus' mighty name that whatever you're going through, I speak healing and peace to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Be blessed, everybody.